Hello, I'm Joe Watson. And I'm Josh Newman. And this is Literally, What Does That Mean? The show where we take pop culture references a little bit too literally. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be fire in the sky. Why don't you like me? Why don't you like me? Why, Why don't you, you walk out the, out the door? So this week we're focusing on Mika's Grace Kelly, the song that I presume is sung about the Princess of Monaco. Is that who Grace Kelly is? I think so, yeah. She was really like beautiful and she used to have lots of pics on the beaches with celebrities. And, oh, yeah. no wonder Mika is trying to appeal to her. Well, yeah, I'm sure Mika's very interested in that kind of, kind of thing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I think today we're going to be trying to work out how Mika can be brown, he can be blue, and he can be violet. Quite, I think it's the main crux yeah, of this. Quite problem. a rainbow of colours, really. Yeah, I mean, and we need to work out how, how he can be all these three colours simultaneously. I don't yeah, have I mean, great colour regulation. A, I mean, I'd be a bit worried if I was looking like that myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we should jump straight in with uh, I Could Be Brown. And, you know, Mika is a white man. So um, we can rule that one out straight away. Yeah, before we have any <laughs> This isn't a racial thing. <laughs> no. So we're trying to think of uh, the uh, how he could be brown. And one possibility is that he's just muddy. Well, yeah, what do you mean? I mean, I'm quite... <laughs> quite muddy <laughs> well I mean it fits because he does say am I too dirty so he could have actually just got dirty yeah I mean what else around. could am I too dirty really mean other than sort of having a little roll around in the mud yeah exactly so he's I think but we don't think this is why he's brown actually because he's boasting about how he could be brown he could be blue but actually he then asks you know why don't you like me am I too dirty so yeah, yeah. I don't think those two are linked so we thought the more likely uh, scenario is that actually unfortunately Mika has frostbite poor guy mm. I mean I think we've all seen pictures the extremities the hands the feet yeah there's horrible like gone brown browny blacky yeah mm. yeah so we did a little research about frostbite and uh for the skin to actually go brown, uh, brown, it needs to be fourth degree frostbite, which is the most That's severe. A lot of gr- a lot of degrees. Yeah. <laughs> so he, this is really bad frostbite. I mean, um, is it like a like when you get burns? Because they call three de- third degree burns are such quite bad. So it's like fourth degree frostbite. Yeah, like another I think level so. up. Yeah, I think it's the same scale. And in fourth degree, degree frostbite, everything freezes. So the tendons, the bone, and the muscle, everything is frozen. I mean, can you even feel anything when you're that sort of severely? impeded by your frozen bones and no so actually interestingly it's because in this you freeze the nerves and i think you basically just kill everything it's painless during rewarming so people don't feel pain that's a that's a small mercy i I guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know fourth degree uh frostbite can lead to auto amputation auto amputation (laughs) and they fall off Oh, I mean, that's a very polite way of putting it, really, isn't it? I know, it's... Uh, also amputation, rather than, oh, your your fingers have just fallen off, I'm sorry. Yeah, but uh, we did look at some pictures of Mika, and we can confirm, actually, that he he's doesn't got all have his fingers. Limbs, all his fingers. <laughs> all his toes. Yeah, we saw a picture of him on the beach, and he's got all his toes as well. All so. his faculties are well and truly mm. intact. So, you know, it seems like he's had some pretty expert medical care to bring him back from fourth-degree uh, frostbite. Yeah, not a, not, a, not a scratch on him. But does frostbite really sort of make sense with the scheme of his life? I mean, Mika was born in Lebanon in, Be- in Beirut. And from what I know about Lebanon, which is not much, <laughs> it doesn't get that cold there. No. But the coldest month is February. And that gets to about 13 degrees, which I think is like a British summer. Really. Yeah, that's 13 <laughs> degrees Celsius. So that is, what, 28 degrees 
warmer than you need uh, for frostbite. I mean, frostbite sets in at about minus 15 degrees That's Celsius. Chilly, yeah. So, yeah, so it's quite um, quite unlikely that he got frostbite while in Lebanon. Uh, in fact, Lebanon, the coldest it's ever been is still one degree, which is... The mm-hmm. coldest it's ever been in Lebanon is or one in degree. In Beirut, yeah. Beirut, cap- yeah. ever? Yeah, one degree, on record. On, well, on records stretch back quite far. Yeah, I know, so... That's crazy. Mm. So, I mean, it's very unlikely Mika got his frostbite while he was in Beirut. Yeah, yeah. But he did move. So he did actually move early in his life to Paris, which is... Notoriously definitely... Arctic conditions. <laughs> yeah, well, it's slightly <laughs> colder than uh, Lebanon, though. And Paris has had temperatures this low before. I mean, the average temperature in February, also the coldest month, is five degrees. So mm, a lot okay. more. But, I mean, in 1879, it did get to minus 23.9 degrees. And if Mika was alive in 1879, <laughs> then he's looking very good for his age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mika is definitely not that old. So I think it's pretty unlikely he got frostbite in Paris as well. And, you know, he did finally move to London, but again, far too warm, really. Yeah, yeah. No. So I think there are factors which uh, increase your chance of getting frostbite. Yeah, there are, so you can have like diabetes increases your risk, smoking and drinking, mm. and also having Reynolds syndrome. Yeah. I don't think he has any of those. In fact, um, he's done an interview and openly said that he doesn't do drugs, he doesn't have diabetes. <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> whether he said that bit. But, um, <laughs> not in the same interview, I don't think. <laughs> um, um, I mean, I, I, as far as I know, he doesn't drink that much. No, I mean, there's a song he wrote called Lonely Alcoholic, which oh. at first sight sounds maybe, but then in the song he wrote, right, and I quote, I'm a mediocre writer who sings all of the time, writing songs about misfortunes and other people's crimes. And he says openly in the song that uh, the song is about a lonely alcoholic and it says, you're a lonely alcoholic, a stressed out single mother. Yeah, I don't think Mika is a, is a stressed out single mother. No, and he's writing about the anatomy other for that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's writing about other people's yeah. crimes. So, I mean, it seems, again, it's strange that, very strange he's got frostbite. It is very strange. Um, and, you know, we need to... Think I mean, it doesn't rule out the fact he might be on a holiday somewhere that's cold. You are allowed to go to different countries. I don't know whether you've ever <laughs> ever been anywhere else, Jay. <laughs> you know, to Wales, I know that. <laughs> never left Birmingham. <laughs> Why would you yeah. need to leave Birmingham, really? Um, uh, but that is a good point. I think it uh, it feeds into the second point where he says, I could be blue. And we were sort of thinking what, what conditions can trigger being blue. And I mean, the first thing that came to our minds, so obviously hypoxia. Yeah, so low oxygen. Yeah, and that's sort of most common with altitude. Um, and we once again sort of thought about the places that he lived. And in the UK, um, sort of, he was here at a time when he was old enough to be able to climb mountains. I mean, you obviously can't climb them as toddlers or whatnot. And we don't have mountains or or hills or whatever that are large enough to actually induce hypoxia. No, and also, I mean, because... Mountain climbing would fit with both the hypoxia and the frostbite. Mm. I mean, they get very, very cold. So we did think, actually, this was quite a, a likely explanation. A good avenue to go down. Mm. But, I mean, as far as we can see, Mika has not done mountain climbing. He's never spoken about it. And we looked, he went to um, two schools while in London. Firstly, St. Philip's School in Kensington. And oh, secondly... I love this. <laughs> indeed. And secondly, Westminster School. <laughs> oh, only Westminster. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, searching these school websites... They don't do kind of school trips to uh, climb mountains and things. So unlikely in that avenue. And his parents, his dad was a banker, you know, sound quite oh, yeah, but middle of the road, boring. straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> they don't enjoy things other than finance. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we just think 
it's unlikely, really, that he did. He got frostbite and hypothermia uh, yeah. while mounting climbing. Yeah, well, I don't know what it's like at Westminster. I can assume that the um, the attitudes are quite frosty and cold-hearted. Oh, interesting avenue yeah. to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, sort of, the final colour he describes himself as is violet sky, which we're sort of imagining as a nice sunset. A purple, the even a nice, a nice sort of hazy purple. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what can induce that? And first of all, we thought sort of anger. So people get quite red and frustrated in violet sky colour. Yeah, I mean, they're I, angry. <laughs> we've all gone pink in the face when we're trying to pink in the face. Yeah, that's exactly. Face, yeah. yeah, but. Mika does say quite explicitly that getting angry doesn't solve anything. In this it? very song. Yeah, in this so, very song. So I think it's unlikely. And also, I mean, for that to happen, you need, uh, you go pink in the face because you get more blood flow to, uh, to you know, yeah. your skin and that kind of thing. And actually, with the hypoxia, as we spoke about, it's actually unlikely he would have enough red blood. So amazingly, when your blood becomes uh, too lowly oxygenated, it goes blue because the haemoglobin in the blood uh, changes changes colour. Actually blue. Like, the colour blue. No, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Really? That's what they said in uh, Underground. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it went a sort of a, a different shade of red, because it was deoxygenated. No, but I thought that was why your veins were blue. It was because it was blue blood in there. I'd be very impressed if people bled blue. We should have actually spoken about this before. Maybe we should have actually done our research before we filmed <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> no, but anyway, you know, I think with... With the lyric as well, saying that getting angry doesn't solve it. Yeah, okay. I think that's unlikely. Again. And actually, I will take your point that our veins are blue, so maybe I can yeah. I can actually see them right now, and they're definitely blue. So yeah, I mean, we have to think how he can be brown, blue, and violet sky all at the same time. Well, I mean, um, he doesn't he doesn't sort of specify body parts. No, no, but I th- <laughs> so it's unlikely he can be you know angry, red in the face, while also hypoxic. He could be very embarrassed. Maybe he's he's sort of suffering from hypoxia. Up in the mountains, he's like, this is so embarrassing. I'm such a good mountaineer and I'm dying in a mountain. How, how mortifying. <laughs> My secret unaccompanied mountain trip. <laughs> um, yeah, we thought more likely is that actually it's um, it's bruising that's caused this violet coloration. And that's also backed up because in the same verse uh, or the same chorus, he says, uh, gotta be green. And we've all had those horrible bruises where they're kind of green. Yeah, and there was a sort of sort of diffuse out from the spot where you just, oh, and just then you touch them ever so slightly and they're really tender for about five months. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so we think it's quite likely um, that, that Mika is suffering from frostbite, uh, hypoxia, and also quite severe bruising. But you bruise more easily when you're colder. Mm, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. So all of these things fit together. Yeah, yeah. But we just have to think about, you know, how he's got himself into this situation. I mean, he's done something very wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, we went back to the very beginning of the song, and uh, it starts off with a woman's voice, maybe Grace Kelly, or meant to be Grace Kelly, and she says, last time we talked, Mr. Smith, you reduced me to tears, which and Mika answers this. And Mika's surname is not Smith. Is his name actually Mika? Uh, no, his name is Michael, actually, which I think is where Mika comes from. But he's called Michael Holbrook Pennyman Jr. What a white name. <laughs> Michael Holbrook Pennyman Jr. <laughs> and it's definitely not Smith as well. No, that's very far from Smith. So Mika is uh, answering to Mr. Smith, which gave us an idea that, you know, potentially Mika uh, has a secret life. And this is his way of, uh, you know, letting it out that he also lives a life under the name of Mr. Smith. 
so we went back to the the kind of mountaineering idea and we did find two um mr smiths that you know could actually be meeker which is quite impressive considering mm, but mr smith is one of the most popular surnames in United Kingdom. <laughs> the most popular, but you know, we'll skip over that. There are two mountaineers, Robin Smith and Albert Richard Smith, but there's a problem here. They died in 1962 and 1860, respectively. Hmm, that is and Mika is definitely very much alive. Well, I hope so. I mean, we haven't really checked since this podcast has been mm. recorded. Maybe something terrible has happened today. <laughs> Touch word not. <laughs> so we, we then had a, a spark of inspiration, I think. Actually... We suddenly thought about what happens uh, when you go into space. I was reading an article uh, with Brian Binney, who's a test pilot for Virgin Galactic, uh, and also with Julia Tizard, who's the vice president of operations there. And they talk about, you know, the experience of space can cause bruising, uh, vomiting. Yeah. Uh, we know that space is cold. And we actually yeah. wanted to find out a little bit more about this. So we managed to get in touch with uh, an expert, actually, who's at University of Oxford. He's studying... Uh, medicine actually but has written a dissertation on space medicine quite cool really mm, joseph williams so we we thankfully he agreed to uh, to chat to us very very kind of him this evening and here are a few excerpts from the phone call hello uh, joseph williams uh, it's great to have you on the podcast it's uh, thank you so much for getting back to us um yeah i mean we, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about your expertise in space medicine and we wanted to ask I mean, firstly, you know, what are the effects on the human body of being in space? Okay, um, well, when you first go into space, uh, the first thing you probably notice is that you've been throwing up quite a lot because um, zero gravity is not particularly good for your sense of balance, so you'd be mm. vomiting quite a lot. Okay, so a interesting. Nice introduction to zero gravity. <laughs> After that, you start getting a very puffy face and very thin legs because all the fluid moves from your legs to your face. Oh, of course. And that, that is technically known as puffy face bird leg syndrome. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a nice. great name. So you might actually that's go quite genuine, kind of... That's a genuine medical term. <laughs> oh, nice. So you might go kind of quite violet in the face, maybe. Yeah, you might, you might do. Mm. Um, interesting. Mm. You bruise more easily in space as well, and um, yeah, it's just not—it's generally not very good for you. No, it doesn't sound it really. And I mean, obviously, there's a lot of safety equipment to, to protect people while they're in space. But what might happen, um, you know, if you weren't wearing such equipment? Imminent death. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not an expert. <laughs> Jay, Jay, you tell us. It's about fifteen seconds. Fifteen um, seconds. Is that true? Yeah. Well. Well. Um, it depends on whether you are breathing out or not when you go outside, because um, you know the volume of a gas is related to the pressure on it. Yeah. Space is a vacuum, no pressure, so the air in your lungs will expand pretty rapidly, um, mm. which is again not good for them. So <laughs> you'd notice would be your lungs rupturing, um, which is why it's important to breathe out if you're ever caught short without a spacesuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then. Next thing you'd notice, there's a similar thing going on in your eardrum, so that would rupture as well. And mm. then your gut, so that would also rupture, but you'd also be uncontrollably vomiting and defecating. Oh, um, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, after about 15 seconds, you fall unconscious. But apparently, if you are repressurized within about two minutes, you'll, you'll be absolutely fine. Okay, so, so with professional care, lungs. you'd be okay? Yeah. Okay, probably. interesting. Apart from hmm. the lungs, but... Yeah. <laughs> And any other effects yeah. of being in space? Okay, um, so the other part of space is become quite hypo hypoxic quite quickly. Mm. Um, there's a massive pressure differential 
between the dissolved gases in your blood and the utter nothingness of space. Yeah. So um, obviously the oxygen would come out of your blood quite quickly. Yep. Um, which obviously leaves you with not much left. You need that to live. So, <laughs> Funnily <laughs> enough. For any non-medical listeners, uh, please breathe. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so you'd probably become blue quite quickly. And space also being incredibly cold, mm. you'd got to get a lot of uh, blood flow away from your skin, which, again, leave you quite blue. So, mm. And with the cold... It's really it's- for you. I mean, do you know how cold space is, approximately? Um, well, if we're talking about going out of a spacesuit, that's not it. That would be in high atmosphere, really. Yeah. Well, just just outside the atmosphere. So I think the pressure in space is about I think it's about a trillionth of atmospheric pressure. Okay. So we're talking like a shade above absolute zero. Okay. Um, so that is less yeah. than minus fifteen degrees. <laughs> Stop you. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's, de- it's, de- it's definitely colder than British winters. <laughs> okay, great. I mean, you've been immensely helpful. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining yeah, us on the podcast, Jay. Thank you very much. For an expert, he was a lot more fun than I was expecting. <laughs> I thought he was going to be quite boring. <laughs> <laughs> As experts normally are. That's why we shouldn't listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all bored of experts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Michael Gove. <laughs> <laughs> but to summarise... He actually told us some quite uh, reassuring information. Exactly, yeah. So you, um, you can be blue because of hypoxia. Yeah. Yeah. Brown because of frostbite. Or uncontrollable defecation. That's gross. We might have been wrong on the purple thing. He did say that you do bruise there, so maybe we're right. But you also, the puffy head yeah, syndrome. The, yeah, fatty head, whatever. Chicken puffy, legs syndrome chicken or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, <laughs> but I think it, it seems quite likely. I think yeah, I think this is the perfect scenario where you can be brown, you can be blue, and you can be violet sky. Yeah, and this does fit quite well with uh, you know Mika possibly being another person um, with the surname Smith because there is there are two astronauts actually with the with the surname Smith. Um, firstly, uh, Michael J. Smith, but he died in 1986, so no good. But interestingly, Stephen Smith, born 1958, still alive today. Convenient. Convenient indeed, yeah. So, you know, we, we were a bit kind of shocked about this. We thought maybe we might have found out Mika's kind of secret other life. Yeah, maybe he likes to record pop songs in the daytime and fly off to space in the nighttime. Mm. And we got kind of further validation for this idea that Mika is an astronaut from we found a photo shoot, you know, supposedly uh, for Q magazine, but pff, we're not quite sure. But it is Mika in a spacesuit. And if you go to our Twitter page uh, at literal underscore podcast, we tweeted this photo. Bit of a plug in there for our, <laughs> our Twitter account. <laughs> and yeah, you know, he, he's been in a spacesuit. And most interestingly, he doesn't have his visor on, which is... Which is sort of red alert right there. He's not doing space very well. No, exactly. So he might get brown, blue, and violet. Well, he's not doing a good job of hiding the fact that he's an astronaut. Is if he's posting online pictures of him in a spacesuit. Well, I know exactly. He and couldn't be an MI five, really, could he? <laughs> <laughs> and when we look at Stephen Smith, his photo on Wikipedia, you know, the best of all sources, he hasn't got his helmet on. I think there's a similarity there, uh, which is pretty striking. Poor. Personal protective equipment, I mm. think, is, is, is the motto here. Yeah. And I mean, we, we were worried that we might actually be being ridiculous now. We might have, This might be totally untrue. We were quite concerned. So we put this to a, to a vote on Twitter. 
The democratic thing to do. Mm, exactly. So we posted side by side the photo of Mika in a, in a space suit and the photo of Stephen Smith from Wikipedia. And what was the result, Jay? 100% of voters... 100% of Agreed voters. that Mika could be Stephen Smith. That is overwhelmingly, statistically significant. I know. There were a, a huge number of votes. I mean, check huge. for yourself. Yeah. Three. Um, <laughs> so... So we really thought we might have we might have worked it out exactly why he's all these colours, uh, why he's a spaceman, and um, we then this kind of fits quite well. There were two other lines we wanted to focus on. So Mika says, firstly, uh, putting my life on the brink in this song, which I, mean, I think yeah, going to space is pretty risky in terms mm, of especially your... without a spacesuit or without a visor. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're not properly trained, and which I assume Mika isn't, because he only went to Westminster. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Poor education there, you know. Uh, but he also says, why don't you walk out the door? Mm. To Grace Kelly, we think. To, or yeah, whoever the, he's singing to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you walk out the door of a spaceship without a visor on, then I think you're going to mm. have he's, a few issues. He seems to be advocating this as a way of life. Yeah, which I don't think is very advocatable. No, except that, because he's presumably, you know, we know from Stephen J. Smith, he's done a 40 days in space. He's highly acclaimed by NASA. You know, they have expert care to... To bring you back. So actually, as uh, uh, Joseph Williams told us, you know, if you're brought back in and receive medical care, you can uh, survive. Yeah, within a short sort of period of time, as long as it's, I think it's within two minutes, isn't it? Within two minutes. Which is quite, I mean... Yeah, and this song is only about two minutes long as well, so yeah. yeah. Maybe the song is just about the journey of a spaceman who accidentally goes outside Mm. without his visor on, and then experts... Experts. (laughs) um, Revive him when he returns to the spacecraft. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Fascinating. So, I mean, very finally now, the one thing we have to resolve is uh, Stephen Smith is supposedly born in 1958, whereas Mika is in his 20s. So to resolve this sort of difference in ages, we turn to Einstein. What would Einstein do? Mm, exactly. Um, and then we thought about his theory of relativity. I can't remember if it's his special... Or his general theory of relativity. It sounds pretty special. Yeah, well, probably a special theory of relativity. No, it is special. It is special. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, so he says in his special theory of relativity that the sort of faster that a person is travelling and the further away that they're being influenced by gravity, the slower time progresses, so the slower they age. But actually, it's a little bit more complicated than that. So it turns out there are two factors here. There's both distance from Earth and also the speed that you're travelling. That's right, and they're called sort of two different things. So the first one is gravitational time dilation, and the second is called relative velocity time dilation. So gravitational time dilation is about when you are further away from a mass that is exerting a gravitational pull. So, for example, if you're in space. Mm-hmm. And in that circumstance, time goes faster. Yeah, but when you're going really fast, the faster you're going, the slower time goes. Exactly, and that's relative velocity time dilation. So you've got these two factors. However, a relative velocity time dilation has a greater effect on um, sort of the time that you're experiencing than mm. gravitational time dilation. Therefore, if you're in, say, the International Space Station, uh, uh, example, yeah, which is travelling at five, is. yeah, probably, which is travelling at five meters per se- five miles per second, which is pretty speedy, yeah, um, then you actually end up experiencing time slower. Yeah. So you age at a slower rate. Yeah. So therefore, actually, while you're in space, you age slower. And that means that 
Mika, the, the youthful 20-year-old we see him now, may well be Mr. Smith, the yeah. old... 59. 59, yeah, mm. that's pretty old. I mean, we did look at, look at the map a little bit more carefully, and, you know, it turns out that uh, the effect is quite small. I mean, if you spent a year in the International Space Station, uh, you would age 0.01 seconds less than on Earth. But, I mean, I think the, the fact holds. Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to have 0.01 second longer on this yeah. planet than... You know, and lots of 0.01 seconds could add up to the age difference between Stephen Smith and Mika. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think we've concluded. Yeah, so I think we've, we've explained how Mika is brown, blue, violet sky because of his experiences in an unprotected space environment. Mm-hmm. And we've also, you know, identified quite interesting information that Mika is living a double life. He's both an astronaut, a highly acclaimed astronaut, yeah. and... A critically acclaimed singer. Yeah. Some um, people have it all. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, And join us next week. But if you'd like a bit more before then, you can subscribe to our um, podcast. Or you can follow us on Twitter. We're at literal underscore podcast. And at literally what does that mean on Facebook. Yes. So join us again next week to hear more exciting pop culture references taken to literally. (laughs) Goodbye. Au revoir.